fish on. Welcome to Hunger for the Outdoors. This week we're going to take a different approach to things and start talking about some safety gear that we think is important to keep with you or on you when you go on daily tasks and adventures, if I could speak. Um, the first thing we're going to go into is daily carry. What do we each carry on our person on a daily basis? I know one thing that I carry is a pocket knife. I never leave the house without it. Connor, what do you carry? Uh, yes, I'll be the first to admit that I'm horrible at carrying any kind of, you know, survival or medical equipment or anything like that. Um, but I usually will have some sort of knife on me, whether it be a pocket knife on the weekends or at work. You know, I got all my tools that I use for construction. I got blades, a hammer, and stuff. Um... If I'm not at work, I usually have a sidearm either close by me or on me. Um, but really, that's about it. I I don't carry much, especially when I'm hunting or fishing. Gibby? So I don't leave my house without my keys, my wallet, my phone, or a knife, just because they all serve great purposes. Zach? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I definitely carry those things on a daily basis. Um, I try my best not to ever leave home without a knife, without my keys, without my wallet, or without my phone. They all have a crucial and critical, um, element in my life. Um, and one thing that I've been trying to get a little better at recently is carrying a bandana with me on a daily basis, whether it just be for, hey, I have to blow my nose, or it starts being something as serious as, hey, I got a great big gash and I can put pressure on the wound and clean up the blood now. Yeah, a bandana is great for, it's very universal depending on if you're a female and you need to keep your hair out of your face. You can use it for that. Um, you can use it as a tourniquet. Lots of different um, uses for a bandana. Um, so, with that being said, what safety gear should you keep on your person while you're hunting, fishing, or adventures, just in general? I know for me, what I should keep on me and what I do keep on me are two very different things. Um, pretty much what I carry with me when I go hunting or fishing is the same as what I carry with me every day. Um, I think part of that's just because a lot of it, a lot of the hunting and fishing I do is just, is, I'm going to be gone a couple hours, maybe a full day, if that. And so I don't, and I'm never too far from home either. I never go like way out into the back country to go fishing or hunting or anything like that. Um, and I'd say probably 98% of the time I still have service where I fish or hunt. And so I, if something happens that's that serious, I can either call a friend to come help or call 911. But Really what I carry when I go hunting or fishing is no different than what I carry every day. You know, sidearm, maybe a knife, phone, keys, wallet, stuff like that. Um, just the usual, really. So, with that being said, when we also um, carry a, typically a backpack with some other things in there. If we start going out like on a big fishing adventure where we know we're going to be out for quite a while in the day. And so you do your daily carry items plus what we've put in the backpack. 
So the first thing that goes in that backpack is a small first aid kit. Gibby, what do you keep in your small first aid kit? So typically in a small first aid kit, it's super, super simple stuff because the small first aid kit is like a day trip thing. You're not trying to, you know, keep anybody alive. So in my small first aid kit, I keep, typically will keep gauze, band-aids, like neosporin, antibacterial stuff like that. Um, maybe if I can find like a travel kit of like rubbing alcohol, I'll keep some of that in. And then if I'm not fishing, I will keep fishing line and hooks in that as well. Because if you need stitches, you can use that. It's not the most ideal way to do it, but in a pinch it works. So, Connor, do you keep anything else? Would you keep anything else in a first aid kit that you take with you? Honestly, maybe like uh, some hydrogen peroxide or something like that to help clean the wound along with the antibacterial cream. And one thing that I really like um, that I need to be better at doing is having some like mole skin or um, some sort of wrap in case you get a cut or uh, blisters going. Um, those are really good to have for those. I'll tell you one thing. I absolutely love this. It's called, what we have is called the Glide. I'm sure there's other products like it. That's my favorite thing to take if I'm going backpacking or doing a lot of hiking. Um, it's it's kind of like deodorant, but it's for chasing. So if you ever you know go on long hikes or walks and start chase, chasing like either your arms or insides of your thighs or whatever, you just take this and you rub it wherever you're chasing, and it helps kind of lubricate it and soothes the pain, and it makes it so much better. So one thing I'd like to add <clears throat> real quick while we're still somewhat in the beginning. Every, almost every one of these items we share with you, we share with you for a very specific personal reason. Either we've had to use them or have witnessed somebody who's had to use them. In Connor's case, the Glide, two out of the five people on here have witnessed him use it or him himself have used it. So. Okay. Zach, would you keep anything different in your first aid kit? Um, you know, honestly, probably not. But I'll tell you the purpose behind my day, my day pack having a first aid kit. I'm not there to save anyone's life. I have a phone. I'm going to call 911 if something happens. The purpose behind my daily use first aid kit is for convenience. I want to make my day just a little bit easier. I want to make it so that I don't have to go back if, you know, I get a minor wound that is bleeding. I My entire purpose behind carrying a day use first aid kit is to be able to keep going and be comfortable. And that's it. So keep that in mind if you're compiling your own first aid kit. You don't need to go into this elaborate, oh, I need things for stitches. I need things for um, saving someone's life. Your day use first aid kit shouldn't be to save a life. It should just be to make you feel comfortable while you're out for the day. Mm -hmm. Along with that, you know, I'd also say, if you know you're going to be out in the sun all day, you know, bring some water, maybe some sunscreen or something like that if you want. But you know, definitely at least bring a water bottle or some extra water with you. Yeah, if you go out for a day, water is definitely a necessity. You don't want to get heat stroke or be dehydrated when you come back. Uh, 
I think the next one that we were really wanting to hit on, because we've covered our first aid kit now. Um, the next thing to stay comfortable if you're backpacking or if you're out fishing, you know, doing a day trip, rain gear. And I know this sounds crazy, guys, especially whereas I'm in Idaho right now and it's 90 plus degrees. But here's a situation that happened to us this weekend. We're out. Right before, it was probably 80, 90 degrees. And within a matter of 15 minutes, we were getting hailed on. And we got thoroughly soaked and had some pretty good-sized pieces of hail hit us. Even if it's only a garbage bag poncho or a dollar store poncho, carry some kind of rain gear. It'll make your day a lot nicer, a lot easier. Um, and it doesn't take up a lot of space. Just put it in the bottom of your pack, forget about it until you need it. Yep, exactly. Um, or along with it, even leave like a towel or change of clothes in your car too, if you're not going to be full from your car. Yeah. You always want to try and make it to where you're dry as possible. At, because being wet is just miserable and has disaster written all over it. Um, the next thing that I know Zach and I keep a bunch of it in each of our cars and in our hunting packs, and its use is high in a lot of different areas. Uh, it's paracord or rope. Gibby, do you keep some paracord or rope on you? Yes, I always have paracord and rope. Um, I shared the story with you guys last weekend, actually, while we were up at the cabin. Because you never know when you're going to need to tie something up. In my case, um, I ended up dropping one of my uh, bearings on my truck and the strut and had a wheel not want to work properly and I had no service. I was three miles away from anybody I knew at going one way who also had no service and 50 miles from the nearest town. So I ended up having rope in my truck because my dad kept rope in his truck and it was my dad's truck that he gave to me when I turned 16. Used the rope that was in the truck to tie up the strut and make it to at least somewhere where I knew where someone was. So that's, I always have rope in my truck. A lot of times I'll have rope in a bag and that's why. Um, another good thing to keep in your backpack is a map and a compass. Depending on where you go, you could be out of, out of service, so you won't have the map on your phone. So it's nice to have a hard copy. Connor, any comments on that? Um, not really. It's just, you know, a map and compass is pretty simple to use, even if you've never used it before. You know, sun rises in the east, sets in the west. You can use that as a guide, too. As long as you keep a good idea of what direction you came from, then you can always get back to where you where you park your car, wherever you're at. Yep, exactly. Zach, do you want to talk about a water filter and the importance of that? Yeah, like Connor said before, bring a water bottle, but if you don't have one, um, Life Straw makes a phenomenal water filter that you can just drink straight out of the stream with. It weighs almost nothing. Just put it in the, the top of your pack, the very top pouch, in a small one that you can just leave it in there. If you need it, you've got it. It makes it very convenient to be able to have water right then and there. Um, if you guys are looking for something a little bit bigger, you're going on a multi-day trip, you know, a real water filter that fills up a bottle might be more your speed, but it's not a bad idea just to keep a water filter, uh, like a life straw in everyone's pack. Um, at the very least, at the very easiest, best scenario, you'd never need it. At the very worst case scenario, it could save your life. So 
throw it in there, forget about it until you need it. Exactly. Um, the next thing is a fire making kit. Michaela, what would you keep in yours? Probably take Connor's flint and steel matches if we have any, and I guess make sure you always have like a piece of paper or something you can start the fire with. So with that being said, I I really like Zach's uh, fire making kit. Do you want to talk about that, Zach? Yeah. So. Um... When I was younger, I got really freaked out about a scenario that I was in, started looking really heavily into survival. Um, and what a lot of the survival experts suggest is three different modes of fire starting. And so I keep with me a roll of toilet paper with a butane lighter inside of it. Besides that, I will keep flint and steel in my survival kit or inside of my backpack. Um, and the last thing that I'll usually carry is a couple of different things. I'll carry a magnifying glass that... I have been able to start fires with in the past. I know how to do it. Um, please, if you don't know how to use it, figure it out. It's really not hard. And then there's a lot of great fire starters out there. Um, I had an old bishop who took the old paper sacrament cups um, and had us build fire starter out of wax and magnesium dust. Um, one that's really common is an egg carton with uh, filings um, ripped up mixed with laundry lint and cover it in wax. It lights really well. It stays lit for a while. Um, just whatever you're going to use. They make commercial ones. Go and buy some if you can't make it yourself. A cotton ball with wax works just as well as anything. But whatever you do, just make sure you have three different ways to start fire. It will come in handy if you need it. Um, and if you don't need it, you can forget about it. It's lightweight enough. It's in the bottom of your pack. You're carrying an extra, what? three ounces. Gibby, anything to add to that? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I actually learned how to make another form of a fire starter a long time ago from my grandma. Um, and what she does is she takes old egg cartons and just fills them with old laundry lint and then covers it in wax. And what that does is the wax kind of helps it burn for a little bit longer so that you have a little bit more time to start the fire. And it actually does a really, really good job. I've started a lot of fires with it, and it's my second favorite form of fire starting. Okay, so the next thing I know, Zach, and I like to keep in our car is a headlamp. If you're traveling somewhere and something happens in the dark to your car, it's nice to be able to put a headlamp on and see what you're doing and what you're up against. Gibby, any Or Connor? I was going to say, the way that Kayla and I are used to hunting, we almost can't hunt without a headlamp. You need a headlamp to hike across the marsh and get out to your hunting spot. Yeah, I, I always have a headlamp just because a lot of time at work, depending on time of year, I need a headlamp to see. So I always have one in my truck. But, you know, I use them all the time for literally everything. So they're really nice to have. Connor said... He's hiking out in the dark, out on the marsh. A lot of the time when I'm hunting, I'm hiking into a tree stand at 3 a.m. So they're they're really convenient to have and to be able to move around. And like you, like Melissa said, very nice way to be able to check out your vehicle. Right now, I have about three different types of lights in my truck for work, but I use I would keep them in even if I'm not going to work. So. 
The next thing is a whistle. Michaela, why would you keep a whistle in your backpack? Just in case you get lost, you can always blow to let people know where you are or if uh, you need help. So it's just a good thing to do if you get lost. Yeah, it's a good factor, especially if you're either hunting or hiking or doing something with a group of people and you get separated from the rest of the group. A whistle is a good way to let the other people in the group know where you are. Along with that, um, I know we've mentioned it in the past before, but like if you're out hunting with a group, you know, universal signal for I'm lost and I need help or whatever is just three shots. Try not to do it into the air. Yes, the, the, the universal SOS is three blows. Three, three loud noises indicates that you are in distress. Yeah, don't ever shoot a gun straight up in the air. That has disaster written all over it. The next thing on the list is a small mirror. Gibby, why would you keep a small mirror with you? So a small mirror is easy to move around, right? So when you got guys in helicopters looking for you, you can kind of flash them. They'll see the glisten to be able to come down to you. Um, it's really just kind of like a, a little beacon. That is one thing I did not know before we started discussing this. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, another thing is batteries. Zach, why do you keep batteries? Um, because I've been out where I've had my light turn on in my backpack and had it where I didn't have a light anymore. It's really smart to keep an extra set of batteries for whatever's in your pack. Um, Keep them in a Ziploc baggie. Um, it'll just save you a lot of headache if you get caught out in the dark or if you need something. It'll really, really help you. And I guess the next thing that we'll talk about really quickly is toilet paper. Um, and I'll let Connor and Gibby get their two cents in. Just really quick, I'm going to throw in. The easiest way to carry toilet paper i found is throw it in a Ziploc baggie and in the center of the tube put a butane lighter. It's a great fire starter and you can wipe your hiney. Yep, being a female hunter, it's really nice to have toilet paper when you're out and about. Been there, done that without it, and it's rough. Gibby, what's your two cents on toilet paper and out in the woods? So, I go rarely anywhere out in the woods where I'm planning on being there for more than 12 hours um, without it because there's nothing worse than flapping your butt with... Uh, Pine needles and Your pine sock. cones. Yeah. Plus, you know, like you said, great fire starter. Um, dig a hole, put a bag in the hole, do your business in the hole, finish up white, throw all your crap in that hole, zip your Ziploc baggie up, start the fire then that same night. It's just a nice way to have an extra fire starter. Another thing that Zach and I like to keep with us is a compact saw. You want to explain why, Zach? Yeah, because I've been caught out without them, and trying to do a fire without firewood and no saw makes it miserable. Guys, this is one area I wouldn't skimp on. Don't buy a cheapo one. Go get a decent quality one. And yeah, it's going to take up a little room. Um, get the foldable arborist ones, but when it comes down to building a fire, it makes life so nice. It makes, it makes your work worth every dollar that you'll ever spend on it. Other than that, it helps you build a shelter. It helps you build a porta pooper. I mean, your options are limitless with building if you've got a little bit of rope and a saw to cut down some timber. Gibby, do you want to talk about what's next on your list? Yeah, 
if you're going out for more than 12 hours a long hike where you're taking a backpack with stuff, throw some dog food in there if you've got a dog. Reason being, there would be nothing worse than getting out on a hike and ending up having to stay overnight because Connor decided to break his leg or Zach decided to get heat stroke and we got to hunker down for a couple nights. You know, whatever it is, uh, you know, the night, not a couple nights. Whatever it is, it's nice to ha- know that your dog is taken care of as far as food. And you can really eat that food if you really, really need to. But it's a lot easier to get food for one rather than for two. Yep. So what is the importance of keeping safety gear in your car, your OHV, or your boat, if that's what you're going to take? Pick me. Me, me. Pick me. Zach? We had an experience this weekend. Oh, that was an awesome adventure, let me tell you. Okay, guys, so I am in the perfect position right now to tell you why you should carry crap in your car. Um, Luckily, my wife and I had our family there, and... Who were prepared, unlike us. They had an essential item. The importance behind it is you get stranded out somewhere, and your car breaks down, and you don't have service. You're 50 miles from the nearest place, you are screwed. Now, luckily, my father-in-law carries a tow strap in the back of his truck, was able to get us out of there in a spot where we could get some service, and he ended up finding a car dolly and actually was able to tow my car home because my car crapped out this weekend to the point where I actually wasn't able to drive it anywhere. It was to the point where it would overheat so bad. Other than that, guys, just make sure you've got a good quality strap toe strap, not a ratchet strap, a toe strap in the trunk of your car. What's that? I've towed with both. There is a difference. I've towed with both. Yep, definitely definitely do a, a ratchet strap. It, it don't, ratchet definitely strap. don't use a ratchet strap. Use a, <laughs> use a toe strap. It works a lot better. Um, but here's some simple items that you guys can keep in your trunk of a car, an SUV, anything that will make your life, if you get stranded on the side of the road, adding in what we've already talked about, you know, you can keep this all in a small bin in the back of your vehicle, but this will make your life so much easier if you're going out in a boat, if you're going out in a car, if you're going out in an OHV, if you're going out in an ATV. These things will make your life so much easier. Yep. So, toe strap is one of those big ones. Especially if you're out in the winter and you find somebody stuck on the side of the road, it's nice to be able to help them. Um, Another thing that I would suggest is a hatchet. If you get stranded on the side of the road and you have to be out there overnight, a hatchet will help you in the sense of getting firewood to help build a fire. Any comments? No. That's why you keep a hatchet in... Unless you're me, and then you use it to hit a uh, a car's or a truck's wheel off of the um, axle to be able to Change swap the out the, the tire. Yeah, but we got it I've off. done that before. We did get it off. <laughs> it did work. I think technically that was an axe, but I think a hatchet would have worked a little bit better. I agree. Yeah. Um, the next thing is zip ties. Um, I like to keep zip ties in my car just in case you break something on your car. If 
and you need to zip tie it up. If you have a hose underneath your car that comes unhooked, you can zip tie it up until you can get somewhere and fix it the right way. Gibby, any other comments? I'm actually going to add one more to this list just because of the particular trade I'm in. But wire nuts as well as zip ties. Now, my purpose for zip ties in a vehicle, if, you know, you decide to be stupid and go riding your truck through mud and dirt and trees, which isn't stupid, but for some odd reason, some wire gets cut or you have to splice a wire for something or do whatever you can. And I don't suggest doing it without knowing what you're doing. But if you don't have wire nuts, zip ties work great because they hold the connection good enough. Um, I keep wire nuts in my truck because if I'm at a job site and I need wire nuts, then I have wire nuts. But also for the reason of if for some reason I need to pull power off of my battery, then I can splice my stuff right there. So, and again, don't do it unless you know what you're doing because you're bound to blow something up. Yep. Another thing that goes along with zip ties is duct tape. You can use it in the same aspect as zip ties. It just doesn't work quite as well in some aspects. But better in others. Yes. So, Like if you uh, break your filler tube to your gas tank and you need to temporarily uh, patch it together so you can get it home. Been there, done that. But it works. Yes. Um, the next one that we'll talk about is uh, some kind of a shovel. Um, I prefer a extendable shovel. But, Connor, why why would we carry a shovel in a car? I actually have one of these uh, extendable shovels. They're pretty nice. They're great for if you need to dig yourself out of the snow, um, if you need to pull over and take a dump. Who needs to dig themselves out of snow? Jeez, weirdo. We, we uh, like I said at the beginning, we have this list of stuff we have is because of things we've been through. So keep that in mind. Learn from our mistakes and experiences, please. And you guys know about most of the stuff. Well, uh, maybe not most. Uh, some, uh, some of it. A fair stuff amount. There. Yeah, a fair amount of the reasons why we carry these things now. Okay. Anyway, uh, Connor, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, it's great for digging out of snow if you decide you want to drive through a closed road. I don't know have any. Did that. Um, yeah, who did that, Connor? <laughs> It wasn't Zach and Melissa at all. It wasn't even Melissa. It was definitely Zach. <laughs> anyway, the next thing is a set of screwdrivers and socket set. Um, that being said, um, I know me and my dad have been out and something has come loose on the car. And it's nice to have that equipment there to where you could fix it. <laughs> If it's something that you can fix on the side of the road. And contrary to popular belief, bolts don't always stay tight. Nuts don't stay tight on bolts. I don't care what you do, unless you put Loctite or free Loctite, a.k.a. cross-threading. I actually was at work this last week, I think. Maybe it was the week before. And my neutral clamp... For my my neg sorry it's negative it's not neutral it's negative it's uh, DC power my negative clamp for my truck came loose and was causing my truck to kind of the wires to shake and lose connection so my truck wouldn't start or die in the middle of driving down the road and I had my socket set in my truck and was able to tighten up and get home safe 
So, yeah, it seems kind of like a weird thing, but it's nice to have it if you were to need it. Because, as Gibby said, bolts don't always stay tight. Um, the next thing is a tarp. Connor, why would you need a tarp? Uh, tarp is actually good for two purposes, just off the top of my head. One is, you know, keeping weather off of you, keep the sun out of you, or uh, sheltering you from rain. And if you're going to be stranded for, you know, a very long period of time, it's also great for collecting rainwater so you can drink it, have fresh water. The other purpose for keeping a tarp in the back of your truck is you put the tarp in the in the bed and then you fill it with call it redneck swimming definitely not for carrying out dead bodies don't use that for that guys yeah don't do that. <laughs> that that would be bad so another thing if you're boating keep a life jacket in the boat for you <laughs> we definitely do that we definitely yeah, don't ignore our own advice on that we really are well, good at this one this one we're the best this is the best thing that we have even if you're a proficient swimmer, keep a life jacket. If something happens and you break a leg, you break an arm, how are you going to swim like that? You're going to need help staying afloat. Or if by chance some my retard... For my arms. Or if by chance some retard happens to fall in the river in the middle of January, <laughs> you know, it might send you into a little bit of a shock. Where you don't remember how to swim. So, please try and be better at keeping life jackets in your boat better than we are. Please. <laughs> um, the next thing to keep is a radio. Zach, do you want to tell them why? Yeah, a handheld radio is really good. Um, I prefer the wind-up and solar charging kind for a few different reasons. Number one, it can charge my phone. Uh, number two, it gives me a signal better than my phone does so I can get weather updates. Um, and the last of all, if all else fails, that's how we will be able to communicate or receive communication um, through emergencies, especially through tornadoes, thunderstorms, rainstorms, flood warnings. Um, you will definitely get that on a radio. And so, yeah, it might be inconvenient to carry, and that's why we're telling you to put it in your car or in a trailer. Um it's just incredibly convenient to carry with you if you're able to do it with those circumstances. Please keep one in there so that if something ever were to happen, you're able to keep updated on whatever's going on. Yep. The next thing is a hat. Gibby, why would you keep a hat in your car? Well, um, myself and Zach included can attest to this one. You always need a hat in your vehicle. Because, well, A, you can't get caught out like, you know, just like you got done camping, your hair's a mess, there's a pretty girl at the gas station, oh man, I gotta throw a hat on so I can go talk to her, right? Which, that one only applies to me in this situation, because those two are married, so. Wait, hold on, I think but, that every time I see my wife, what are you talking about? See, so you better keep, start keeping a hat so when you forget yours, you I can, can talk still to your throw wife, one huh? off and talk to my wife. Exactly. But, you know, I all jokes aside, have to keep sun off your face, have to keep sun off your neck. It's just another added layer of protection from the sun, from the rain. You can use it to filter water, believe it or not. Okay. I mean, it might not be the best, but it works. 
Yep, you're right. What is your most used piece of safety gear and why? Zach, do you want to start us off? Yep, I'll start us off. Um, my most used piece of safety gear is used for safety is going to be my knife. Um, whether it be from cutting cordage to building um, stakes out of wood. Um, my knife has so many different universal uses for me. And I use it, I would venture to say a daily basis. I, I wouldn't even say almost a daily basis. I would say I use it every single day. Um, I actually ended up leaving mine today in my car. And so I'm kind of feeling a little naked without my knife. I've got another one, but I really like the one that I had. But I don't leave my home without a knife. I just, it's not who I am. If I do, I have to go back home and get one before I can continue my day. Or I have to buy one where I'm at before I can continue my day. So that's my most used one. Um, Melissa, what do you use? Um, my, used, my most used one is probably also my knife. Um, I use it a lot when we're camping, whether you're cutting up food for dinner. We just use our pocket knives. I open a lot of boxes at work, and so I need a knife for that. A knife just has many, many different uses, and I also use mine on a daily basis. Gibby? Yeah, I'm going to suck at you guys third I guess on everything you just mentioned about the knife I'm also going to add my hat I don't leave a house without a hat I don't leave a house without two hats um, I've gone on three day trips where I take four hats um, I use them mostly for style but I keep the sun off my head with it um, Zach has witnessed me with my hats and Connor has witnessed me even more with my hats I think Connor helped me move my hats one time is Not Connor me. still here Oh yeah. yeah. I I have upwards of twenty hats, wouldn't you say? Thirty hats? Yeah, we're about. So we probably have close to that as well. Yeah. I'd say that's probably my most used as well as my hats and my knife, but probably one of my favorites that I have is uh it's called a halo. And I don't know if anybody's heard of these, but it's this little block. We have, there's different types, but one that we have is, you know, just for charging phones and has a flashlight on it. But they have another kind that I had and lost somewhere. But you keep it in your car, and it's got, you know, a couple USB ports to charge phones. It's got a full-on outlet if you need to plug in, like, a computer or something like that. It's got a bright light that you can use for, like, you know, if you're working under the hood of the car or it flashes SOS, or it flashes a red light. Um, but then it also has a port where it'll actually charge your car battery if it dies. So you can give yourself a jump start. You don't have to flag somebody down off the side of the road or call for help. Now, I feel like those are really useful. I've used them to jump start my car, and it'll work just fine. Yeah, I'd probably say that um, a halo or a hat or sunscreen or bug spray, because... I burn easily, and bugs love me, and it's always just good to have a charger there to to help when batteries are running low. I have one more thing I'd like to add to my personal daily leaving my house carry. Zach, Yo. what is behind my backseat always? Up by the headrests. Your rod? My rods. Yeah, you don't leave What's your house without 
Yes, and then what's on the back in, in my in the bed of my truck in the shelf, the back left hand side, up on that little part where the shell starts. Oh crap, Gibby! It's been a fat minute. A whole ton of fishing lures, right? Oh, the ones that we've collected, yeah. Yes. Now, I keep those there for two reasons. One, Zach and I and Connor are planning on building ourselves a little snag. You throw, you pick out a piece of wood and throw in a bunch of lures that you find. We have a lot on there that we have dates on, the days we found them. And then we're going to add them to this, this snag eventually. Second reason is, for some odd reason, if my fishing gear is not in the back of my truck, I have lures that are functional. It may not be the best. I have one back there right now that's rusted, if I remember correctly. But it'll catch a fish, theoretically. And I get stranded, no gas, no service. I'm uh, I'm gonna find a river and I'm gonna live. Damn it, that's the last thing I do. Yep. So, well, guys, we want to leave you with two things. Number one is, do you know how to use your tools? Um, we will go more into depth on that on our podcast labeled "You're Lost Now What," um, and we'll talk to you more about how to use some of the basic elements. Um, but a lot of that will also be referred to our YouTube channel which we will be starting here shortly. Um, And the last thing that I really want you guys to think about, and I'm not going to answer this one, we're not going to have anyone on the podcast answer it, but I want you personally to take a moment and get these thoughts figured out in your own head and figure out your plan. If something happens and you can't happen, or if you can't do anything about it, you can't get home, what is your plan? Do you have a backup plan? Who will save you? We, in my family, have a plan for both my in-laws and my folks of what happens if shit were to happen, if hit the fan. We want you guys to be safe, not just while you're out hunting and fishing, but in life in general. I call my wife my foxhole buddy because in the war... They had two people to a trench, a little foxhole, and your partner was to watch your back. Do you have someone to watch your back in this day and age? It's not an easy day and age. Find your foxhole buddy. Make sure that they can rely on you and that you can rely on them. Create a plan that if something were to happen, where you meet. We want you guys to be safe. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. So keep this in thought until we meet next time. Because until next time, I'm Zach. I'm Melissa. I'm Gibson. I'm Michaela. I'm Connor. And this is Hunger for the Outdoors.